Hey there, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda. Shalom to all of you. I pray you all are having a blessed day so far and a good start to your week, although the week started yesterday, not today. (laughs) For those of you who keep the Sabbath and keep it on Saturday and not Sunday. So I am back with another word that I want to share with you. Um, It shouldn't be too long of a word. It shouldn't go over 30 minutes today. Um, If it does, I may have to make a part two, possibly, because I am recording from a different device today. So real quick, before I get started with the word, I wanted to just kind of share a quick update slash reminder, because I had um, a few emails come in where I had some listeners ask me, um, you know, why am I using different terms uh, instead of like God, Jesus, Lord, Holy Spirit, things like that. So, um, and I did respond back to each of them and I let them know to go back and listen to an update that I had made. I can't remember if it was going into my second season or my third season, but I did have an update and an announcement that um, even though I had started the first season of my podcast with saying, you know, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Lord, stuff like that. And the reason why I did that, even though I was already convicted about using the Hebrew names, um, the reason why I did that was because I knew I would probably have a lot of Christians that would listen, and I really didn't want to confuse anybody. So I started out doing that, and then I became quickly convicted about that, um, that those are pagan names, and that I needed to use the true names, the Hebrew names, Um, And so I made an announcement. I believe it it must have been going into my second season. I made an announcement that I would be using, you know, those words um, or those names instead. So again, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to any of my testimony or anything like that, um, I am not Christian, but I am also not Jewish um, or anything like that. I am Hebrew. Um, I have been set apart. I follow and obey the Torah along with the rest of the Bible, and I use the the correct Hebrew names of our Elohim. So Elohim is God. It's, it's Hebrew for God. Um, Elohim's name is Yahuwah. And for Jesus, I say either Yeshua or I say um, Yahusha, which is the proper Hebrew term. If you hear me say Ruach or Ruach HaKodesh, that is Hebrew for Holy Spirit. If you hear me say Abba, that is Hebrew for Father. Okay, Um, if you hear me say Shalom, that just means hello, goodbye. Um, It also means peace. So those are most of the terms that you will hear me use and say throughout my podcast, throughout my words. And again, this is my conviction. This is where Yahuwah has brought me. and, you know, I, I no longer want to use the pagan terms. So you will see the Hebrew names in my titles or Hebrew words, and you will hear me say them. I will not be using the pagan terms, God, Jesus, Lord, Holy Spirit, Father, things like, and of course, Father's not pagan or anything like that, but I will be using more Hebrew terms. So just so you know, and I know because um, I've gone into Spotify and I know that the way that Spotify or any podcast platform, the way they lay out my episodes is they start from the newest one first. So if you're coming in new, 
and you play the first one you see, you're actually playing my recent one. So um, I just wanted to share that as well. And I do have them listed under seasons and episodes. So that's another way that you can go in order um, is that way. But for those of you who are just kind of coming in, you're not really aware of that and you're playing the first episode you see, I'm sharing this now with you so that you understand that I am using Hebrew terms and names instead of the ones that so many are accustomed to hearing or used to hearing. So just wanted to say that real quick. <laughs> Sorry about the long intro, but I just wanted to share that real quick because um, I did have a couple of people ask me what that meant or why I was using it. So um, also go back and listen to part two of my testimony and that will explain it as well. All right, so let's get into today's word. So today's word is unity within marriage. So I haven't really spoken about that particular topic by itself. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned it along the way, but um, I wanted to share this word because it came up in a devotional I was reading and the scripture kept popping up. I said, okay, this is something that I need to share and just talk about because it is really important to have unity within your marriage. Why? Well, because a house divided against itself will not stand, okay? Matthew 12, 25. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually, before I share what I want to share, let me grab my Bible and um, I'm going to read Matthew 12, 25 real quick. So I'm reading from a different uh, translation of the Bible. Usually I have my scriptures Bible. I was gifted, praise Yah. I was gifted um, a Nazarene version, and Nazarene just means uh, followers of Yahusha who were in the truth and obey the Torah. So it has, you know, the Hebrew terms and names and stuff like that in it. Uh, it's mostly Hebrew. So I'm going to be reading from that translation today. So again, I'm going to read from Matthew uh, chapter 12, verse 25. And it reads, And Yahuwah knew their thoughts and said to them, Every rain divided against itself is laid waste, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So I'm sure for most of you that's been following the podcast and listening to different episodes, I've talked about how, of course, Satan, the enemy, is uh, always going to try to find openings and ways that he can come in and try to attack your marriage um, even before it's even come together and after, which is why I say it's always important that you continue to pray even after you've gotten married. Um, And it's because he doesn't want the union to come together um, because it's it's a set-apart union, okay? That's the other thing too. Instead of saying godly, I'm going to say set-apart. I forgot that. I apologize. Um, So, you know, he doesn't want to see any set-apart unions come together. Um, so he'll, he'll do what he can to cause, you know, issues. So we know that the opposite of unity, of course, is division, right? And so he will absolutely try to sow division, uh, within your union where he can. Okay. So, um, I want to go ahead and share real quick, um, a devotional I read the other day that had to do with unity within a marriage. I'm just going to share this real quick. It reads, Unfortunately, when couples are divided in thought and have separate agendas, they too often fight each other rather than join together to fight for the greater cause of their marriage and for the even bigger picture, the purpose that Yahuwah has for them. Um, 
within their marriage and uh, you know together or individually and what they will ultimately do for Yahuwah's kingdom and for the second coming. So unity is vital for the long-term staying power that's needed for couples to succeed. But how do you get and maintain unity? It begins by taking our eyes off of ourselves and taking our eyes and turning them to what Yahuwah has said. So being in his scripture and, you know, being humble constantly and being submissive to the will of Yahuwah and not our own. It also means remembering what has been mutually agreed on and letting that be a starting point for the power of his word and his Ruach, okay, his set-apart spirit. Sometimes it means letting go of what we want for the greater cause of love, okay? So again, being set apart, and I and I just talked about this last week, I did an episode called Set Apart, and um, sorry, I got distracted there for a minute, I was trying to fix this on my phone. I did an episode um, titled Set Apart, and I was talking about how, you know, Yahuwah sets you apart, he sets your spouse apart, your marriage, you know, if you're a cult, these things, your family, your ministry, whatever your assignment is, your purpose, you know, he's, those things become set apart to him. So you're being brought out of the world and you're being brought into his word, you know, in his ways. So just like the devotional said, you know, how to begin and how to maintain is you, you take your eyes off of Babylon. You take your eyes off of anything that's opposite of what Yahuwah has for you and what he wants you to do. Okay. It's, you know, focusing on him, his will and his plans for your life, for your marriage, for your family, for your spouse. Um, it's, you know, again, reading scripture daily, being in prayer, being humble and submissive to Yahuwah, um, not being prideful or anything like that. That's why I say humble because it's the opposite of pride. And that's how you're able to maintain unity in your marriage. Now, there are going to be some situations, there are going to be some unions where, and I've, I've talked about this before, where you feel like you and your spouse are not on the same page spiritually. And listen, for some of you, for some of you, your spouses are just barely coming back to their faith. You know, um, for some, even yourselves, you and your spouse were brought up um, in man-made religions. You were brought up in false doctrines. You know, some of you were brought up in Christianity. Some of you were brought up in Catholicism. Some of you went to a Baptist church. Some of you went to a Pentecostal church. You know, some of you could have been brought up in Mormonism. You could have been brought up in Jehovah's Witness. Uh, so many others, right? There's so many others out there. Um, and you know, that's not our faults. You know, that's that's what our parents did or whoever, you know, introduced us and exposed us to it. You know, it's just what we knew. Plus, then you have Babylon. You have the world that we live in that surrounds us constantly. Um, and like I explained in the Set Apart episode, you know, for most of you, you have been blessed and given grace that you who has pulled you out of all of that and has set you apart. Okay. So maintaining unity has to do with maintaining being set apart. You know, not following the ways of the world, not, you know, yes, we have to live in the world, um, but it doesn't mean we're a part of it. For some of you, <clears throat> your husbands are going to be working in Babylon. For some of you, your husbands are going to have careers that are in Babylon. Um, and that's fine. It, you know, it's like I, was, I did an episode talking about uh, ministry, you know, serving alongside your spouse. You know, it's not going to be the same for everybody, but for some of you, you know, you're going to be called to do full-time ministry together. For some of you, you both may do ministry, but in different ways. 
Um, for some of you, your husbands, you know, you wives are going to be at home and your husband is going to be out working and it could just be a job that you has given him or it can be a career that, that you know, um, a career that he's built and has worked hard in that Yahuwah has allowed him to be in. Um, and Yahuwah will use that, you know, especially if it's a career where you're actually helping people. Now, if it was like your husband was working like in banking or investments and working with money and just being involved with people who, you know, have wicked intentions or, you know, if it's jobs that are calling them to go against Yahuwah's word, like they have to work on Saturdays. Well, we know we're not supposed to work on Saturdays because that's the Sabbath, you know, things like that. Then, you know, that's not going to be something that Yahuwah wants you to do or have. Um, so automatically, you know, it's not from Yahuwah and that's something that you need to pray about and really seek what Abba wants you to do. But for some of you, your husbands are going to be out in, in Babylon and they're going to work and or have a good career. And that's, you know, that's part of the blessing because it's how Yahuwah will provide for your family, right? Through your husband's work, through his career. And again, as long as it's not anything that has to do with, you know, anything that would go against commandments or, or laws or anything like that, then absolutely, you know, your spouse could be someone that will be out in the world in order to provide, but also, you know, helping people at the same time. You know, there are many careers out there that have to do with helping people that don't always, you know, or fully go against Yahuwah's Torah or anything like that. Um, and I forgot that Torah means uh, his law or his commandments. Torah is also the first five books of the Bible. So, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. You know, it, it truly, truly is. But maintaining unity within your union means making sure that you are, you know, constantly in the word, you're praying, you're um, trusting in Yahuwah, you're humbling yourselves to his will for your life. You're allowing him to be sovereign over your lives, over your marriage, over your children, over every aspect of your life. Okay. That's how you're able to maintain unity. Okay. Um, and I know I've, I've had several people come to me and say, I don't know how to do that because, you know, my spouse is here and I'm there and, you know, they're not ready to get on board yet or they're not. And I, and I always say, that's okay. Keep praying. You know, more than likely that's part of the assignment that, you know, Yahuwah is probably using you to get through to your husband, to, to exemplify, to be an example. It's kind of like the scriptures in Paul's writings where he talks about, you know, and, and he's talking about a different thing. He's talking about a believer with an unbeliever. I'm talking about two believers together, right? Because when you're, when you're a believer, and especially when you're in truth, you should not ever marry someone who's an unbeliever. That's just being completely unequally yoked. And I've talked about this in episodes where I've said, you know, there's a difference. You know, you can be unequally yoked in the sense of you're both believers, but you're on different um, understandings. Your faiths are different, you know, but that doesn't mean that you two don't belong together. Now, if this is somebody that absolutely does not believe in an Elohim, you know, in a God or doesn't believe none of that wants something to do with that, then yeah, Yahuwah's not going to bring you together with somebody like that. Um, at least not at that time until he works on them. So, but I'm talking about, you know, when you're on two different understandings, you know, um, especially if you've come to truth, you know, that's a huge transition. It was a big transition for me, you know, coming out of, you know, 
keeping and celebrating the pagan holidays like Christmas and Easter and, you know, Thanksgiving and Valentine's, Halloween and all those kinds of things. I went from that to keeping the, the feast days, you know, the biblical holidays, um, keeping the Sabbath on Saturday, not Sunday, um, using the true Hebrew names and not the pagan names like God, Jesus, Lord, stuff like that. Um, I mean, a lot of changes, you know, not eating anything unclean like pork or things like that. I mean, a lot of changes and it does take time. It does take time. But for those of you that you're in truth and maybe your spouse isn't yet, or they're having a hard time with certain things or understanding certain things, just keep praying and hang on. You know, there's a reason, like I said, why he's brought the two of you together. Um, and you will exemplify that the same way that more than likely for you, someone was an example to you, you know, which helped, you know, and of course there's the Ruach, there's the Holy Spirit that will of course convict them and work within them as well, you know, so just, just hang in there. Um, and, and let me tell you something as a couple, you're going to face tests together. You're going to, you're going to, uh, face, um, tests of your faith. You know, are you truly going to be obedient to Yahuwah? Are you truly going to do what he's asking you to do? Are you going to sacrifice what he's asking you to sacrifice? You know, and I said this before um, in my, I think in my set apart episode and my ministry episode where I talked about serving alongside your, your spouse, you know, there may come a point where Yahuwah could ask, you know, your spouse to come out of their jobs you know, or to downsize or to be demoted or to do a completely different thing, you know, um, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for your spouse, especially if their career is something that they love, um, or they're excited about, or they, they've worked really hard at. I understand that for some of you, you might be asked to downsize, um, you know, you might be asked to, to move out of your home and maybe into an RV or a trailer, um, or, you know, maybe like a little tiny house or something like that. Like, you know, that seems to be the thing that's happening for a lot of set apart people. So just be prepared for that. Um, but the whole thing is being obedient to Yahuwah's will and his plans for you, your spouse, your household, your marriage. And that's how you also maintain unity. Now, I understand that sometimes there's probably going to be disagreements because, again, if you both are on different understandings or different faith levels, then I can understand how that can possibly cause division. Just remember that what's behind that division is Satan because he doesn't want the two of you to be in unity. You know, I even talked about unity and division um, in uh, one of my intimacy episodes. I think it was the marriage bed where I talked about it's one of the one of the areas that the that the enemy will really try to attack you in and sow division. So where there should be unity, especially within the marriage bed, there should be unity. He'll try to sow division. So just keep in mind, you know, when you find yourselves agreeing with one, or not agreeing, when you find yourselves disagreeing with one another, you know, just remember to talk it out, to pray about it, and, you know, go to the scriptures, you know, all the answers are in the scriptures, and pray about it, you know, and, and really try to do that together, you know, if I understand, you know, if your spouse doesn't really want to pray or, you know, they're just, they're kind of upset at the moment. They're trying to process everything. Give them time, give them space. And in the meantime, pray for them. That's the best thing that you can do for them. Um, but just always keep in mind that Yahuwah is never the author of division. He's never one that wants to sow division. He wants to sow unity. Um, 
between you and your spouse and your marriage it's it's very very vital that you have that especially when you have children you know and especially when you know yahuwah has big plans and a purpose for the both of you um and i had somebody ask me you know when it comes to ministry when it comes to serving even though we're one you know in the flesh right we're, we're one because we're husband and wife can we actually end up serving in two different ways and i said absolutely you know you can end up uh doing something like maybe forming a group between you and other sisters and that could be a ministry and then your husband's ministry is his job his career you know you, you two can absolutely do you know two different things like you both can serve in two different ways the thing is that you're serving you're helping other people right but you're doing it while being set apart so you're not in the world okay and again that can be tricky for husbands who are working in babylon okay that do maybe have a job that you know might um, implement things that are not pleasing to yahuwah or would go against the torah or something like that and that's where you know the husband needs to make a decision you know and more than likely if he is walking in truth and walking in the torah the ruach will convict him you know with some of these things you know so like for example say say your spouse is working in healthcare, okay um we know that you know healthcare within Babylon has a lot to do with a lot of these uh, pharmaceuticals and immunizations and things like that. Um, that maybe your spouse might have to work around, or prescribe, or administer, or you know, and that's tough. You know what I mean? That's that's truly truly tough um, to do. Um, also, if you're if you're in a job where you're trying to help people out, you know whether they're I don't know, they're in need or they're they're in a crisis or something like that. And, you know, you probably want to pray for them and you feel like you can't because, you know, you're working within a Babylon system and job, you know. So it's just things like that that you'll, that, you know, you'll come across that will be tough at times. And, and again, the Ruach will convict you and lead you. Um, and there might be times where you could be in a ministry or a job for a season and then Yahuwah brings you out of it and brings something else to you. You never know. You never know what his plans are and what he wants to do, you know, but I always say that whatever you are in, make the most of it and serve, you know, with all your heart um, and do it um, joyfully and, you know, do it knowing, you know, keeping the Torah in mind, keeping, you know, the commandments and stuff like that in mind. So, but yes, absolutely you and your spouse can serve in different ways. For some of you, you guys will serve together, you know, um, I, and I talked about it before where, you know, I've seen couples go out and praise and, and worship and stuff together with others, with congregations or, or I shouldn't say congregations, more fellowship, right? Because congregation is more churchy and I'm not about that. Um, but fellowship, yes. Um, you two could do counseling together, you know, whether it's counseling for children, counseling for couples, counseling for those that are going through a mental health crisis, um, you know, just different things like that, you know, there's different types of counseling, but it would be set apart counseling, you know, you're not going to counsel them with worldly ways and things and pharmaceuticals and things like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many things that Yahuwah can call you and your spouse to, and of course that creates unity, you know, that, that brings that unity and it's very important. There's also a scripture in the book of Amos, and I don't know where exactly it's at, I apologize. I didn't write that one down. And because I don't know where it's at, I can't look it up in the Bible right now, but there's a scripture in Amos that says, unless the two agree, 
you know, unless they're on one accord, they cannot walk together. Okay. So, and that really just means like, like I said, going back to the whole, you know, um, if you are dating an unbeliever, there's no way the two of you can walk together. There's just no way. Now, if you're both believers, but you have totally different beliefs, that's going to be hard as well. But again, like I said, some of you could be in this um, as part of an assignment to help your spouse come to truth, to get out of the deception that they're in or the, the false doctrine and things like that, that they, they've been following for however long. Um, and you will be able to help them with that. Of course, with Yahuwah's help, but it'll be through you that your spouse will come out of those things. Okay. But it is hard. It is hard if, if the two of you were not on the same accord, you know, so again, going back to unity, yes, it, it can absolutely sow division. It can make things very hard. So that is the word that I wanted to share again. Quick word. Um, it just uh, came up and it came up all day yesterday, but yesterday I was you know, busy and just focusing, focusing on some other things. And I said, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, and the scripture came up. And then when I read the devotional, it was like a confirmation that it was something I needed to share about unity. Um, and again, probably repetitive because I've probably mentioned it before, but I just really wanted to hone in on that topic um, and just share that, yes, unity is very important in your marriage. Um, and again, marriage is work. You both have to work at it. If, if both spouses don't work at it, you know, it's, you're going to come across a lot of challenges. Um, and again, the main thing is keeping your eyes on Yahuwah, keeping your eyes on the things that are not of this world. Okay. That are not of Babylon, but keeping your eyes on the things of Yahuwah, keeping, um, obedience and following the Torah. You know, the commandments, the laws, things like that. Being in prayer daily, being in the word daily. Um, you know, just keeping your eyes on him. You know, that's the best way that I can put it. You know, um, and both spouses need to do that. And I understand there's going to be seasons where one spouse will do that more than the other. You know, one spouse might get discouraged. One spouse might, you know, just go through something, a testing of their faith or something like that, you know. There will be seasons where a spouse will go through their own trials, their own challenges, and that's where the other spouse supports them, stands by their side, prays for them, and is there for them. Then there's going to be seasons in your marriage where both spouses together are going to face certain trials and tests of their faith. So again, maintain that unity by always having Yahuwah at the center of the two of you and keeping your eyes on Him, and that's how you will be able to maintain your unity get through your trials and tribulations, um, get through the testings of your faith. And as James says, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase, you know, um, count it all joy when you face trials and tribulations, as it causes you to go through testing of faith, it causes you to persevere, which grows your faith even more. Okay. So it's actually a good thing, <laughs> even though it's hard to go through, but it's actually a really, really good thing. Um, so, you know, just sisters, you know, stand by your husbands, no matter what they go through, no matter what they deal with and face, you know, if you see them working really hard, let them know how proud you are of them, that you are there for them no matter what. Um, you know, when they're going through a hard time, that is just kind of all on their own, make sure you're there for them. And, you know, brothers, I encourage you to do the same thing for your wives, you know, um, and really, <clears throat> excuse me, really turn to Yahuwah always. 
turn to him, turn to prayer, turn to scripture, cry out to him, you know, whether it's for yourself or the two of you together or on behalf of your spouse, you know, just make sure you're always there for them no matter what. And um, you can't do it without Yahuwah. You can't. You can try to. I've tried to in the past. It's not going to work. Um, we need him. We need him. And that's what, you know, I've said this before. You have to build your marriage on a solid foundation. And the only solid foundation that you're going to find that will not eventually crumble and fall apart is Yahuwah and his word. Okay. He's a rock. You know, he's our, he's our strong tower. So that's how you mean, uh, I'm sorry, maintain unity within your marriage. Um, and with each other and with your family, make sure that you are set apart um, to maintain, you know, set apartness, if that's even a word, <laughs> but that's how you maintain unity. So I just want to share that word with you quickly. Um, I did some praying over the weekend as well. I'm hoping to go into the remarriage and blending families, uh, words here soon. That's taken me a little bit more time. So just bear with me. And that should be, it should be the next word coming up. Don't hold me to it. Um, but it should be the next word coming up. So uh, stay tuned for that whenever that time comes. And again, thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.